Welcome to Hold On, a podcast for people we love, and that's probably you. My name's Chad Poe. And I'm Lydia McMillan, and we're so glad you're here. And friends, we are incredibly excited today to have our Christmas party. But it's not just any Christmas party. This is our second annual Yuletide Serpentine Christmas Draft. And this year, we have invited the following friends with us. And I'm actually going to allow them to introduce themselves. We will usually give you a word, but I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to say who you are, and I would like for you to tell me what you're bringing to the party. Barnabas Piper. I think I bring strong, slightly reformed Ebenezer Scrooge energy to this. And by reformed, I don't mean Calvinistic. I mean Scrooge at the end of... A Christmas Carol, where he's he's started to get things. That's that's the vibe to which I bring this. But I'm not all the way there. I'm not I'm not all the way good. Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Leah Boyd. I bring the Gen Z sensibilities. That sassy seminary student. For those of you who are uneducated <laughs> and uninformed. <laughs> Dan Darling. I think I bring all the Christmas feels. I'm like full full of the feels right now. So and Caitlin Shess. I I think I bring maybe Leah brings this too, but I think I bring exhausted student at end of the semester that is just like so excited to be in Christmas time because we get a break. <laughs> Hallelujah, Caitlin. <laughs> Friends, as you listen, the, our game today is really simple. Our friends have been given various round, various items to select to form their fantasy draft board. And I'm going to go in the order that, that we have given, and I'm going to allow them to choose what they would like to choose. They don't have to choose anything specifically. And then at the very end, we will have a Grinch round. We will have a Grinch round. So if you're ready, Leah, you are first on the board and you have our very first selection oh no okay so the first category is you can choose no there are no categories oh. you just have to fill your board you can pick a movie a, a song a whatever you would like from those items okay. okay um i choose um the movie elf from the movie category, Leah B. Sassy chooses the movie Elf. Caitlin Shess, you are up. Okay, we're not. We don't have to defend these choices. We just get. We're just giving them. But you, <laughs> if you would like to defend them, you can. Feel free. <laughs> Choose your maybe, own. Maybe adventure, only Caitlin. if you're attacked, you have to defend. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to start with a song. And I knew it was going to be from an Amy Grant Christmas album because they are the best Christmas albums. And my absolute favorite Christmas song that I just, even if you hear this and you're like, oh, I don't know, that's my favorite Christmas song. If you go listen to it right now, it will do something to you that you might not expect. And it is Amy Grant Emmanuel, which is like really like Emmanuel. It's that's the best Christmas song there is. Please sing some more. Carry I'm on. not going. That was <laughs> that was surprising. You got that at all? So I have it on the record. Like I listen to it on the record with my family. Yeah. It's so good. I love so it. So good. 
Leah, do you have any connections to the movie Elf that caused you to choose that movie? It's just one of the most amazing Christmas movies of all time. Barnabas Piper, host of the Happy Rant podcast. You are up next. Let's see, man. I think I'm going to go with a song as well uh, because it's the only Christmas song I genuinely like. And it's the only rendition of this song that I genuinely like of this song. And it is Oh Holy Night as sung by Mahalia Jackson. No other rendition of that song even holds a candle to it. Although there's some decent ones, but it's it's Oh Holy Night by Mahalia Jackson. That's my my first pick. I appreciate that of all of the Christmas songs in all of the world that the good Lord baby Jesus has given us that you would choose that one and say the rest were junk. <laughs> I didn't say they were drunk. I said I didn't like them. That might say more about my taste than it does the songs, but or you your know, wicked that's heart. open to interpretation. Uh, <laughs> Dan Darling, you have the fourth selection this round. And who this is just treat, right? So it could be anything. Is that you can choose what a, you can choose your movie, your song, treat, or a character, whatever your favorite thing is. This is your number one pick, Dan. Man, so hard. I'm the opposite of Barnabas. I like all the Christmas music, um, and I can't get enough of it, except for maybe it's cold outside, which is super lame. Um, I think I'm going to pick a song as well, and. It's an artist that maybe you might not know, but her name is Hannah Kerr, and she has an album called Christmas Eve in Bethlehem. Actually, the title song, Christmas Eve in Bethlehem, is really great. It's really great. So I encourage all all of you to go listen to it. That one wasn't on my board, Dan. That's a a sleeper pick for sure. It is a sleeper pick, but it's a good one. (laughs) The preparation that you guys brought to this, naming artists as you came, I really appreciate this. We have Amy Grant. We have two other people. So that's incredible. Fifth, Lydia, you are the fifth pick. I am not selecting. I am just here to moderate this conversation. But Lydia is participating. I have not allowed her to look at the Grinch round trivia. Lydia. Yeah, so um, I'm going to. I'm going to go same vein as Leah. I'm going to pick movie. Um, My dad um, instilled in us the love of Christmas films, and he is a big fan of White Christmas, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye. Um, I love the singing. I love the dancing. um, And I love that you can put it on, fall asleep, wake up, and the end is just so beautiful. You don't need to see the rest of the film. So if you accidentally take a holiday nap it's going to be okay and you can pop it on at any time i like all the christmas movies i don't have to see the rest of that sounds like a good one <laughs> that's a great pick lydia really thank is thank you thank you for you and caitlin you stole know. my amy grant pick because i was going to do amy grant so twice lydia was not homeschooled but she was on the she was on the verge of being homeschooled. So she's going to have lots of is that a classical school. What does that mean? Homeschool I, adjacent. I mean, might as well. Public That's school? all I can say. <laughs> Lydia, you get back to back because that's how fantasy drafts work. I would like mm. to know your second pick. 
Well, um, since I was homeschooled adjacent um, and my uh, Christmas songs, I could listen to secular artists at Christmas time singing Christian Christmas songs. Um, and so I was really, yeah, I was really blessed at that time because I could listen to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and the like. Um, but I'm going to lean into my Christian heritage here. I'm going to pick God rest you, Mary gentlemen, but I'm going to go with the pentatonics version because um, it is fun. It is festive and it was featured in the new Grinch animated film so there you go god rest you merry gentlemen pentatonic final answer lydia's dad is also a baptist pastor thus the alliteration (laughs) dan you're up next again it could be anything i'm slow on the rules here you're you what have you selected it can be anything but a song (laughs) anything but a song because you've got, you've already got your song on the board. Mm-hmm. So a movie, a treat, or a character. I'm going to go with the movie. I'm going to go with "It's a Wonderful Life," uh, which is a great iconic Christmas movie uh, that has to be watched every year. We, I make our, our kids watch it. The first a few years ago, I made them watch it, and they're like, "Oh, this is going to be so lame. It's black and white." And I'm like, halfway through, they were just captivated by it so leah caitlin you're a tad younger than dan and myself do you feel the same way about it's a wonderful life no (laughs) man i'm heartbroken by that i only recently (laughs) saw it for the first time and yeah i could tell that there was like an emotional connection that people had had to it that i clearly just like it's kind of like you know i didn't grow up homeschooled but i grew up you know, pretty conservative Christian and, and didn't watch Harry Potter. And then I watched Harry Potter in like college and realized that there was some nostalgia going on for people that I couldn't replicate myself. I feel like that might be true for It's a Wonderful Life too. One, you can have your negative opinions of It's a Wonderful Life, but we're going to mute you on that Harry Potter garbage you just <laughs> brought to the table. <laughs> oh, mercy. Barnabas, you are up next. Oh, let's see. <clears throat> so many, so many options left on the board. Um, I think I'm going to go with a Christmas treat on this one. And I don't know what these are called, but they are, they're the best Christmas cookie. And it's the peanut butter ones with the Hershey kiss in the middle uh, that I don't know why they're not served year round. I don't know why those are a Christmas cookie. It's, it's chocolate and peanut butter. Like those are just two of the basic food groups, but whatever those cookies are, those are the Christmas treat of choice for me. Your wife is a baker, correct? Barnabas Piper. She is. Yes. So does she make those cookies homemade or are you having to do slice and bake when you want those? <laughs> no, she, she would be, she'd be pretty offended by yeah by the like the prepackaged cookie dough kind of thing unless you're just eating it straight in which case it serves its purpose but yeah no she would make them from scratch does she make the hershey kisses too or is well it then just... no because then they wouldn't be hershey kisses they'd be something else no. <laughs> you have to have that sort of like plasticky chocolate that still holds its shape once it's melted like hershey's has something in there that keeps it from just turning liquid i don't know what it is but it's it's crack and it's magic which should mortify us if we're being transparent. The idea that that thing holds up with the consistency that it does is a tad bit scary. Caitlin Barnabas has taken the, the cookies that he do, he does not know the name of off of the board, and this is your turn, your time to shine. 
So I'm realizing that in my preparation, I don't know that I was the most strategic in my choices. I just was honest. So this next choice <laughs> might people might not like, but it's what I think is the is a really good Christmas movie, which is The Preacher's Wife, which Chad, is that a good was that a good reaction? I don't have bad reactions reactions that's Denzel oh, okay. that's Denzel yeah, and Whitney yeah okay because here's the thing I don't like I normally don't like sort of cheesy rom-com movies especially Christmas ones because somehow they're even worse that one has some element of that but it's also just very sweet and I love that it's a Christmas movie where like the main couple is having some problems they're married they have kids but then it like they reconcile and it's beautiful and they save a church and yes the angel whole thing is not biblical and whatever but it's just sweet and nice and Denzel Washington is lovely and so I just think that I've never heard of this movie really we'll include what? a link it's it's Whitney Houston and Denzel Washington, and she's the preacher's wife, and he's an angel that gets sent to kind of fix their church and their her marriage to her pastor husband. Who's the, and, who's the preacher? He's the preacher. I don't know. Denzel's the preacher. That's the whole point of the movie. No, he's the he's the angel. Oh, that's right. That's Denzel's right. Denzel's the angel. Yeah, I don't know the actor that plays the plays the preacher, but it's just a very sweet movie and that and is I'm, just, great I'm distracted it's because i'm looking this up on imdb this sounds fascinating courtney that's b. a great vance. choice courtney b vance is the reverend mm -hmm. that is also peak whitney houston i, I mean at the height yeah. of her powers denzel was on the verge of that have you seen this movie leah i've heard of it i haven't ever seen it you would like it leah i think you would like it I, I that's know. a great I, choice lionel richie's in it yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> Can we talk about how Denzel Washington just doesn't age? Yeah. Like he's ageless. Yeah. In that movie, he looks pretty much the same as he does today. Yeah. That's awesome. Your favorite Denzel Washington movie, aside from that? Anybody? Feel free. Man. Great debaters. I don't know. I liked Glory. Mm. Yeah, but I'm goodness. a history guy. <clears throat> I feel like if we did a draft of those, we'd all get right answers for like eight rounds. There's so many. Yeah, there's ones. no bad ones. Leah, do you have a Denzel Washington selection? Do you know who Denzel Washington is? She was homeschooled, remember? Homeschooled Jason. <laughs> I I know who he is. I don't I don't okay. I don't know any movies with him in it. Well, regardless, it is your turn in our draft, Leah. What would you Great. like to make as your second choice? Um, I feel like I should pick a song as a music minister. I'm shocked and you didn't take it the first round. I was just kind of scoping out to see what everyone else would pick for that. Um, and so I'm going to be incredibly extra. And my favorite Christmas song, besides all of the hymns we sing, I love and I love all the songs. I love Bing Crosby. But I get down to Handel's um, Messiah, specifically for unto us a child is born. Mm. There is no other Christmas bop like Handel's for under us, a child is born. Miss me with that. I love it. I love Handel's Messiah. Handel's Messiah season is my favorite time of the year. Even those in sync bops that Lydia was talking about earlier. <laughs> it Handel, Handel just, I'm sorry. It's just, it's underrated. That might be the first time in history Handel's Messiah has been referred to as a bop. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think you, I think you just, I think you just invented something. That's really cool. 
I have listened. That would be a great album. Handlebox. I found dance remixes of Calvin's Genevan Salter. And I just thought about how much he would hate it. <laughs> it was like Euro trance to oh, the gen- like his- old 100s and stuff. He would hate it. I, I love that. I love finding like classical music remixes. It's wonderful. I'm just thinking of all the people that would just send into histrionics. And it makes me so just glad in my heart to picture of who would just hit the roof when they heard that. That's amazing. Oh, I have a confession. We've been listening to Trap Mix Christmas songs for the past couple of days in the van on the way to school. (laughs) So there you go. This is the place. Put them on some handle. (laughs) Two things. Number one. Uh, that deep dive you've made is why my children don't have phones yet. Number two, I have listened to Handel's Messiah in sermon prep over the last month, and I have not bopped one time, and I think I've missed an opportunity. That's You have sermon prep to blame. There's not a lot of bopping going on in sermon prep. It's just, it's a, that's a different environment. Well, Leah, now that, that you've got your song off the board, you are up again for round three. Oh. Okay, well, I'm gonna go. I'll go with treat because as a college student, I love when I get homemade goodies from people at my church. It's like literally that sustains me. Um, so I would say my favorite Christmas treat is probably fudge. I love fudge. Do you like fudge with or without walnuts? I'm allergic to nuts, but my grandma makes them with raisins. Ooh. Mm. Kind of wow. bizarre, but I like it. I don't think I could go there nope. with raisins. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Caitlin, nope. My, my, um, my wife just made butterscotch fudge, which is a new thing, and it's just amazing. That sounds good. So This is the diabetes round. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Well, that's a great choice. Uh, I would not include raisins when we make these lists, Lydia, or people will just automatically not vote for Leah. And I just leave that off. Okay. (laughs) Caitlin, you're up for your next selection. Okay. So I thought this was too boring of an answer initially for treat, but I think we all probably have some like, you know, nostalgic experience with making and decorating sugar cookies for Christmas. And I thought about some other things that like, I really love that my grandma or my mom would make, but there's nothing that's quite the experience of both making really good sugar cookies. We made a really bad version when I was a kid, but then we started making a version that has like four sticks of butter and a ton of sugar in there. Fantastic. But there's like the combination experience of both eating a really good sugar cookie and also the experience of decorating it and making decisions about like, am I artistically presenting this cookie beautifully or am I putting on stuff that will taste good or am I balancing those two objectives? And the experience of doing that and then eating a sugar cookie is like like peak Christmas to me. What's your Enneagram number, Caitlin? I'm a three. As someone who, look, I don't do the pentagram astrology stuff, but if you did, I have been labeled your pentagram adjacent. Yeah, (laughs) fair. I have been labeled a three and 
the idea of making sugar cookies and decorating them does not line up with where I am usually. So I'm very intrigued by that. See, I don't, I have other family members that are much more creative, which is why I said, like, you're kind of making decisions about how much you're engaging in this. And I don't resonate with like the making the most beautiful sugar cookie thing, but, um, I do resonate with putting the best things on the sugar cookie and getting to decide it yourself. Friends, do you guys have things you get competitive with family about at Christmas? I mean, that everything, what's your competitive thing? Okay. Tell me about that. Barnabas Piper. Well, I'm talking about like my family of origin. I'm the fourth of four boys. And so everything turned into a competition, which means that nothing was very fun in the end because I always lost. So maybe that's why Christmas isn't that great because I just lost at Christmas every year. But, you know, that explains uh, a lot. (laughs) But no, I mean, it, it literally everything was like, can we do this better? Can we do it faster? Everything became a competition. It just it was sort of the the shape of life anybody else feel that at your house I, what, what, what's the sibling situation at the darling house that competition i'm the i'm the oldest i'm the alpha and we all, always got along i think um i think you think now now with four kids in the house two teens and two preteens it's not competition it's just more or less can we just like slow down enough to chill out you know for a few days number one number two can we squeeze in all of our traditions that we do every year so that's that's kind of the the big thing i appreciate that you referred to yourself like you're an apex predator to to get us into that conversation piece okay question now uh caitlin has sugar cookies as her treat i understand the nostalgia portion of that as well even though she hates harry potter barnabas piper you are up i would like to know your next selection for our draft yeah i think i'm going to go character on this one so christmas character and I'm going to, uh, man, there's some great ones. Uh, I'm, I'm really weighing between three of them and I'm going to gauge by facial expressions, which one I should go with. Uh, the first is Marley from home alone. Then the neighbor with the shovel who rescued him. So that's character. Number one, number two is Hans Gruber from die hard. Uh, <laughs> And if you don't think that's a Christmas movie, the movie doesn't happen without Christmas. Like it's, it, it hinges on, so it's a Christmas movie. And Hans Gruber makes the movie, not Bruce Willis's boring John whatever character. And the third, and this is where I'm clean, leaning, is, is Bob Cratchit from A Christmas Carol. So those are the three characters I'm weighing between. And I think I'm going to go with Bob Cratchit simply because he's, He's like the, he's sort of the conscience of the story, the most sympathetic character. Well, Tiny Tim's the most sympathetic character, but the, the one who's sort of the, the one you just want to see everything work out for him in the end. And, uh, and so I'm going to go with Bob Cratchit for my Christmas character. When I was in elementary school, I tried out to, for the part of Ebenezer Scrooge and I was given the ghost of Christmas past and I did not appreciate that. That guy's off the screen quickly. You must have given off some real eerie vibes or something (laughs) in elementary school. Dan Darling, you're up for your next selection. So I was going to go with the treat this round, which I'm kind of in a three-way tie for what treat I was going to pick. You can make us vote like Barnabas did with our faces. But, But I may go with the character because... Barnabas left 
one on the board that I'm very interested in. So I think I'm going to go with Marley from Home Alone for a number of reasons. One, I've always just had a thing for like people who are un, uh, misunderstood. You know, he's like misunderstood for most of the movie that he's this creepy guy. And actually, he's a good guy. Uh, the scene with him in the church with Kevin is just like amazing. By the way, side note, Home Alone is a little bit more of a Chris, Christmas Christian themed movie than we give it credit for. When we watched it this year, I was like, oh, there's a lot of some Christian symbolism in here. Um, I'm not ready to do like a finding God in Home Alone type thing, but there is more symbolism than you think. But if so I'm going to go with Marley. knocking and ask for it, you're ready. Dude, I would do the characters of Home Alone. I would do that in heartbeat. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm going to go with Marley. Th- thanks, Barnabas, for leaving that on the board. It's like, I respect it's that like what I mean, it was, it's a good one. It's like when a quarterback falls in your lap in the first round and, and, and they're actually good. Not that I know what that's like. You have to like. trade half your team to get him like the Chicago Bears. Y'all are right. speaking I'm saying a completely like a good different language right now. The, these so. poor ladies are thrown off by your sp- sport talk. Yeah. I love sports. So. Lydia McMillan, you are up for your next selection. Well, I mean, Leah started off this round with her nut allergy raisin fudge as a treat. So I feel like I should end this round with a treat. And my treat is more, um, it goes along the lines of like um, staying alive during the season. Uh, it's it's a It tastes great, but you also need like endurance and energy to kind of get through this time. So mine is purely for the fact that it um, is coffee and it has a lot of caffeine and it keeps me awake and alert, especially in the morning. I'm going to go with the Starbucks white chocolate peppermint mocha. Mm. Solid choice, man. As a parent, you got to stay alive. Just stay alive, people. How many of you are coffee snobs? Be honest. Just be honest. Okay. I'm not a snob about it. How snobby makes one a snob? I don't measure my coffee in grams. That's a snob. That's a snob. Do you have a pour over? <laughs> Do no. Okay. Like I'll uh, drink well, pour over. On. I take that back. I do. I just never use it. It's at the back of my cabinet. I, I'll Same. drink. Who has the time for that? <laughs> I'll drink a pour over if someone's doing the pouring over. You know, but like, it just seems like a lot of work for margin of marginally better taste that I don't really know can't discern you know like i also value quantity when it comes to coffee me too which means that the pour over like it's just gone quick i want buckets of coffee not cups of coffee i do have friends who are so like coffee snobs like unless the coffee was like filtered you know in some i don't know it's crazy i'm not that person (laughs) leah are you a coffee drinker I don't drink coffee. I do drink Dr. Pepper by the by the barrel. <laughs> oh, those were the days. <laughs> Actually, they're our sponsor for the Hold On podcast, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and raisins. <laughs> look, look, we, putting raisins and stuff it doesn't belong in is kind of like a staple you know it's just like have y'all ever eaten coleslaw with raisins in it oh mercy I have, unfortunately <laughs> you know? what kind of jail did you grow up in 
<laughs> of the South. <laughs> Fun fact, there are there is prune juice in Dr. Pepper, and that they, they is raisin adjacent. This is all factual. Feel free to read the can. It's true. Right. It's one of the 23 flavors or whatever they list on there. That's right. Did not know Lydia, that. you have a back-to-back. You've, you've, you've got your treat category filled. You are up, and I believe you have character left. Who would you like to choose? Yes. Um, well, in the heart of my childhood and all the children out there watching all of the cartoons, I'm going to go with Charlie Brown. He is a staple. I did watch Charlie Brown Christmas this season with my six, five and two year old. I immediately regretted it because they do say that you're stupid and you are not stupid. And um, words like that, that are a little strong for my babies right now. And I was like, please don't call each other that she's just not being nice right now. She has a lot of baggage from her you know, childhood, she's in her childhood right now. So anyway, I was like, be kind. Don't say the mean things that they're saying to Charlie Brown. He's doing the best he can just get to the end. You know what I'm saying? But it's only like what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, so I love Charlie Brown. I love that he picks the, the sweet little tree. I love Snoopy in this one and all the life that he brings. But if I'm going single character, I'm going Charlie final answer. Anyone else have any uh, opinions of the Charlie Brown selection that Lydia has just made? I think Linus is our only hope for deconstruction. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Love it. (laughs) I would buy his resource. Uh, Dan, you were up. And the last thing on your list is a Christmas treat. So this was a tie between... Aforementioned butterscotch fudge that are um, my daughter and my wife have made. I think it's kind of disqualified because we already had a fudge selection. Tie between that and the um, the steak that we eat on Christmas. We have a tradition of eating steak on Christmas, which is awesome. But I think it's I'm like going to go. Jesus. But I'm going to go with eggnog because for t- a few reasons. First of all, eggnog is just a wonderful treat, non-alcoholic, of course, because I'm Baptist, but. nevertheless it's a great treat and number two i just feel like every year i have to defend eggnog against all the haters and it's it's basically a cup of sugar so i love eggnog and i'm glad eggnog was still available on the on the draft board here so love it anybody else have strong feelings on eggnog i love it oh no it's I can't even conceptually get my head around it. It it sounds gross. I tried it for the first time a few weeks ago and Dan, I know you couldn't be doing this, but I tried it both with and without alcohol and neither, neither did it for me. It wasn't good. Man. Yeah. Hard. No, it's a, it's a nutmeg loogie. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Next up is Barnabas Piper and you have movie left on the board. Felt comfortable leaving movie to the end because I was really confident that no one would take my choices, um, especially after that little intro where you all dogged one of my favorite Christmas movies. So uh, a Christmas story is not my choice, but I'm going to defend it against the slander that was being spewed earlier. Um, I don't know. Dan said it was overrated. I don't know what the ratings on it are. I just know that when I watch it, it makes me laugh harder than every other Christmas movie. Elf is close. 
Elf was a great movie pick there. That was in my top two or three. Um, but it's just, I think it's hilarious because Christmas, so much of Christmas is dealing with like quirky family members and weird dysfunction. And then like nostalgia, that's not all sort of airbrushed and sweet, but like, Hey, remember when dad was absolutely insane and, uh, whatnot, not speaking of my father particularly, but you know, dads in general, you know, a paradigm of dad. Uh, so I think a Christmas story is fantastic. But what I'm going to go with is the uh, the 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 original animated Grinch movie. It's it's it holds up. I can. It's one of those that like if it's on TV or somebody streaming it, like you can jump into that at any point. It's enjoyable. It's hilarious. The uh, all of the the lyrics, the music, everything. It's all great. So the original animated Grinch movie is my choice, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. That's a great, great choice, Barnabas. I can't disagree yeah. with that, man. Thank yeah. you. Barnabas, I just need you to know your list is looking really strong right now. I feel good about it. I mean, it's yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very satisfied with the choices you guys left me. The one that I'm a little iffy on is is the Bob Cratchit versus Marley pick. The fact that Dan scooped up Marley immediately afterwards kind of making me second guess myself a little bit, but I, maybe I should just take it as a commendation that that he thought that one of my choices was was worthy of a pick. So I feel I feel pretty good overall. Dr. Caitlin, <laughs> you are up, and last mm-hmm. on your board is character. Who is your quintessential Christmas character? So I thought about saying Buddy, but I don't want to infringe on Leah's pick, which is an excellent pick. I love the movie Elf. And I don't really know. It'd be different if it was a secondary character in Elf, but like that's the like that's what makes the movie good is Will Ferrell and that character. We're not there for Zoe Dasher now. Well, yeah, no, she's fine, but it's the heart of him that really is the best part. Um, similarly to this, so my pick is going to be uh, Scott Calvin from The Santa Claus, which I think is an underrated movie because every time I have seen it, it's been on accident because it's just like on TV around Christmas time. And every single time I'm like, this is a good movie. It's very sweet. It really deals with like, you know, restoring just like the childlike approach to Christmas. And it has similar to like Scrooge Christmas Carol vibes of like kind of a Grinch in the beginning comes to be really sweet and wholesome but i think you actually in that movie see a better progression of a character than in a christmas carol because he's just sort of thrust this like job is thrust on him and my favorite scene in that movie is when he still isn't quite sure if he you know wants this job or what it is or what's happening and children are just lining up at the park (laughs) to sit on his lap it's just wholesome and sweet and i i appreciate that energy at christmas man i love that pick that's a, the first Santa Claus. We just watched it. It was made in 94. Yeah. Which Were you is alive, so wild. Leah? Were you alive in 1994? No. I was born in 1994. So I feel like it's a good, I didn't know oh, that till now, mercy. Dan, but that's a good pick. Oh, man. So, gosh, the, the humor in those movies, one, two, and three, by the way, is underrated. Like Scott poking fun at his uh, wife's husband, mm-hmm. like, is just, so great. The humor is so great about like his sweater and all that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. awesome. So man, great Dan, I just, 
I just want to commend you for the your depth of Christmas movie knowledge that you can rate the jokes in the Santa Claus one, two, and three with like in sort of encyclopedic accuracy and readiness. So way to go, man. I'm a big fan of Tim Allen's humor. And you know, we watch the same, like we watch like there's about 10 Christmas movies that we watch every year in our family. It's like, you know, we have to do it. So Okay. And those, like are, those are three of them. Yeah, it's it's like a catechism, you know. Okay. Two things. We're about to move quickly because I want to honor your time. Number two, Leah, you are up for the very last selection before our Grinch round. Right. And you have well, a character. I was going to say Ralphie from A Christmas Story until I heard that y'all think it's overrated. Um, I love Ralphie. Um, so I'm going to go with Tom Hanks as the train conductor in a Polar Express. That's, that's a very um, Gen Z move you made there. <laughs> Came out when I was like little, little. I don't know. It's it's older than y'all think. I love it. I love the Polar Express. It's a good movie. It's really hard to ever vote against Tom Hanks in anything. Like Tom Hanks is sort of the quintessential reliable right. guy. You're like, yeah, that's just, exactly I right. I trust Tom Hanks. Who's had the better career, Tom Hanks or Denzel? Go. I don't want to choose between those two guys. Kidding. No, I refuse. I refuse. This is a false. <laughs> this is a, a false dichotomy. I'm not choosing. Have they been together in a movie since Philadelphia? I don't think so. Regardless. Grinch round. Here's how the Grinch round works. If you are, if you are unsure or unaware, you have an opportunity to ruin the board of another person in our draft. I'm going to give you a trivia question. If you get your trivia question correct, you can ruin the board of another person participating in whatever way you choose. The thing is, you have to choose whose board you're going to ruin first. First up is Lydia. Does anyone have a board that you would like to ruin? Because you had the fifth pick overall in the, in the start of the draft. Oh, man. Uh, well, I feel like Dan has a pretty strong board, so I'm going to go after Dan's board. Okay. Yeah. On our, in our conversation with Dan, we talked about yeah. eggnog. We've also talked about yeah. it today. How many pounds of eggnog are consumed each year? By the way, I'm very confused by the fact they are measuring eggnog in pounds. But Does that mean how many pounds are gained by drinking eggnog each year? <laughs> yes. Based on these numbers, I certainly hope not. Let me read you your selection. Okay. 85 million pounds. 110 million pounds. 122 million pounds. Or 135 million pounds. This is based on research done by the Huffington Post. Ooh, it's legitimate. Um, I'm going to go with D. You are correct, Lydia McMillan. Whoa! How I much promise you did again? not cheat. 135 million? million pounds of eggnog are consumed each year during the holiday season. The month of December is eggnog month, and eggnog day, National Eggnog Day, is December the 24th. So, with that in mind, how would you like yes. to ruin Dan's board? Well, Dan's treat was eggnog, correct? It was. 
Okay. I'm going to go after the eggnog in, in spirit of <laughs> the question. Um, I think I'm going to replace it with um, some Lifesaver storybooks from 1995. Lifesaver storybooks. So they Mercy. were like Christmas Christmas storybooks. Like they were I think I remember those. You opened it up and they have lifesavers in them. Yeah, that's but right. it has to be from 1995. So they have to be wretchedly old and disgusting. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too traumatized by this because on the one hand, I hate losing eggnog, but on the other hand, I feel like I've done my work that someone else likes eggnog. <laughs> you know, as an eggnog evangelist. So mm. speak that's that good feel. news. Speak that good news. Good tidings of great joy. Okay, next up is, if we're going in reverse order, would be Dan Darling. Whose board would you like to ruin? So we have to ruin someone's board is like the rule, right? Listen, buddy the elf, I need you to play the game with us and quit being nice to everyone. Okay. Man, I got to think about think about this. Um. Let me think here. I'm going to take Barnabas's board. Okay. I have a trivia question for you in relation to our conversation with Barnabas Piper. And it's a Christmas trivia question. There is a myth that two Yule goats pulled the sleigh, a witch of the following Norwegian gods. Is it a Hella, B, Loki, <laughs> C, Odin, or D, Thor. I don't even know my Norwegian gods. So I went to a Christian school. I don't think we taught that or learned that. Or maybe I was sick that Nobody day. knew them until Marvel. So, you know, you're not alone. I know all about Scandinavia. How dare you? I don't okay. know. One Loki sounds fun. Marvel. Dan, I'm sorry. That is absolutely incorrect. And you do not have a chance to ruin Barnabas's board. Can I tell you what I was going to do to Barnabas or no? Yes. Tell me what you were going to do to Barnabas. I was going to take the one song he likes off the board and put some really terrible song on there. What song Since, were you going to put on there instead? This is well, any other song would be terrible to you because you don't like them, right? So, I oh, can no, just no, pick there a are some one. that are far more terrible than others. I mean, you know, one of these creepy ones like Baby It's Cold Outside or Santa Baby or something like that. Just, yeah, just so long as you didn't say, uh, like, simply having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney, which is just, it's just an earwig of terror. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Barnabas, you are up. Whose board would you like to ruin? So we can't ruin someone's board twice. Is that what you said? You cannot so, ruin someone's uh, board twice. Man, I wanted Marley back. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think I will go after. I'll go after Leah's for Elf. Because it was a great choice. So take it as a compliment. Thank you. I wonder if Leah is going to know the answer to this question. <clears throat> oh, oh. Sebastian Bach had 20 children. Mm -hmm. Six of those Mercy. children were 
six of those children were sons. How many of his sons became professional musicians? I can give you options if you'd like. A, one. B, two. C, four. D, five. I'm going to go with two. That is incorrect. The answer is A, one child. Which is weird. I thought, you know, back in the day, you would just align yourself with your family's occupation. But you've got to be skilled to be a musician, so that's different. Never underestimate the uh, ability of kids to be like, Dad, you're driving me nuts with all this music. (laughs) Also, they only really paid attention to, like, the oldest kid, so the other 19 had to find their own way in the world. Right. Well, most of them died. Also, the kid's name was C.P.E. Bach, by the way. I didn't know him. Well, also, if, 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 if dad was hogging the piano playing music, maybe there was an opportunity to, to do music, you know? Mm-hmm. Caitlin, it is your turn. Is there a board that you would like to steal from and or ruin? I think I also want to go for Leah's elf pick because it's a good one. It was the other thing I was thinking of. So... Yeah. And I can do that, right? Because Barnabas didn't get it. You can okay. do that because Barnabas did not get that. Just repeat that Barnabas did not get that. <laughs> Barnabas did not get that. <laughs> this is a question about Lydia McMillan. Okay. In college... Lydia majored in what study? Is it A, music, B, theater, C, education, or D, dance? I was trying to watch her face and it didn't give me anything. Um, I feel like it's not education because the other three, if that feels obvious, if it was education and then you put a bunch of other things that are kind of similar, that would be weird. Theater includes dancing sometimes. I'm going to, I'm going to go with theater. You are absolutely correct. Really? Yes. (laughs) Now you have the choice. Okay. You can either swap your movie for Leah's movie, mm-hmm. or you can ruin her board by taking Elf off and giving her something from the mystery trash bin. Okay. I want to keep my movie, but I do think Elf would be a good pick for people. So I'm just going to take it away no. and I will take whatever trash movie you want to stick in there. You are great in doing that. Leah, I apologize. You have now received Jingle All the Way 2, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Fantastic. (laughs) This is persecution. (laughs) As much as you can be persecuted on a Zoom meeting in 2021 (laughs) in America. I need a safe space. (laughs) All right. 
Leah. Okay, so I'm going to go after Barnabas just because I really want to change his song to the 12 days of Christmas for the Lion 11 Piper's Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's I hate that and respect it so much. <laughs> Wait, hit me with it. This trivia question is based on our conversation with our friend Caitlin. We talked to her a lot about pies on the episode. Pies in the Middle Ages were filled with which of the following? A, sweet puddings. B, meat. C, fruit. Or D, pies were not around until the 1700s. Um, I'm going to go with B, meat. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> I love this draft so much. This concludes our second annual Yuletide Serpentine Christmas draft. And your boards will be posted. Friends, what we would love for you to do is share the boards and encourage your followers and friends to, A, listen to our podcast, because who doesn't need this ridiculous podcast in their lives? And, and B, uh, encourage them to vote for you, unless you want them to vote for someone else's board. So, so question, the final board posted is, is with the results of whatever has been stolen and replaced, so... I that now is have correct. 11, not, I mean, not even 12 days of Christmas. I was going to say 11 Pipers piping. That's not the name of the song. That's just the sole reason for the song existing on my, on my list. That okay. is exactly Got why. It. Just clarifying. On your behalf. Okay. Yes. Feel free to explain yeah. that all you wish in the, uh, in your, no, post. I'm just going to let it stand. People can come at me for that choice. I mean, that's fine. I'll tell them I picked it for 11 Pipers piping. It'll all sound <laughs> egotistical. I, I feel like you missed opportunity somewhere. Barnabas of naming something Piper's piping, like mm. a podcast, a book, a fantasy football team. I don't know. My smoking your room. Wife she could have like, your wife could have like a cookie line called Piper's piping. Yeah. It's like, that's mm. this is that's why probably Leah's where here. we'll go with this and we'll be sure to give you credit. That was, <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> hey friends, this is the, very last week of advent which is the theme is love and then we have the christ candle that we'll celebrate on december the 24th i would love one line from each of you telling us what that means to you the idea of love anticipation of love the anticipation of christ we'll start with you caitlin Ooh, um i've been studying all week uh the magnificat and so when i think of love i think of the connection between the love that a mother has for her child and the love that God has for us. Dan, darling. Um, there's so many, I think there's so many instances of love in the Christmas story, you know, but I do think of Joseph and the love that he had both for God and for Mary and always sort of putting himself last and putting them first, uh, even at great personal cost. Leah Boyd. Oh, mercy. Um, that's I another mean, thing. I, <laughs> I 
I mean, I can't even get my head around. I mean, as a seminary student, you know, you're learning about these things that you talk about since you're a child, like the hypostatic union and, and, you know, all of these things that you now under kind of understand, but you don't because they're great mysteries. And so just the love of God to come down. I love the name Emmanuel, God with us. And so that's what I would say that to me is love that God would come among his wretched creatures and dwell with us um, as a baby and as a, and as a person and as human and God. And I can't even wrap my head around that, but I love Emmanuel. That's, that's my favorite Christmas name and name for God. Barnabas Piper, speaking of Emmanuel, where you were on staff, uh, what would you say to us about love? Um, I had I had the chance to preach last Sunday from First John four nine that says, "In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, that we might live through Him." So that idea of God's love being embodied in Christ, so similar to Emmanuel, God with us but then the purpose of that being to give life to those who otherwise couldn't have it. Thank you so much. Barnabas, tell us, tell our listeners where they can follow you. Um, I'm on Twitter at Barnabas Piper. I have a website, barnabaspiper.com. That's where you can find our podcast, The Happy Rant. Those are probably the two best places. Leah Boyd, where can we stay in touch with you? You can follow me on Twitter at Leah B. Sassy for all of my um, reflections on seminary experiences. Daniel Darling, where can they stay in touch with you? Yeah, I would point them to Twitter at Dan Darling if you can handle all my hot takes. And uh, my website, danieldarling.com, has links to my podcast, books, newsletter, all that fun stuff. What's your personal phone number? I'm kidding. I'm absolutely <laughs> kidding. Caitlin, where can we stay in touch with you? Um, at Caitlin Chess on Twitter for the spicier stuff at Caitlin Chess on Instagram. If you just like pretty pictures and Caitlin Chess.com for links to my book and other resources and stuff. Lydia McMillan, where can our listeners stay in touch with the hold on podcast? We are at hold on podcast on Instagram and Twitter at hold on pod on Facebook. We also have our Facebook group. So come check us out there. Thanks so much to our friend Megan at Megan's Mickey Dream Vacations. If you are still trying to plan a holiday trip, she is the person to contact. And if you are a pastor, youth pastor, Bible teacher of any kind, we would love for you to be part of a through-line cohort where we work together, finding the heartbeat in every message. We will see you guys in 2022. Bye.